Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to part four yeah. of Deception, Port Charles 411. We've taken you from the inception of Deception, <laughs> and which was the Lucy Coe, Dominique Barrett, mm-hmm. no, Julia Barrett. Dominique Stratton. I'm like, what the heck are these people's last names now? Scotty years mm-hmm. through the Laura and Carly years. And now we're going to talk about the 2013 attempted revival of deception. Because as we mentioned last week, we're not entirely sure when the company closed. It was just mentioned at some point in the two thousands. And then well, I was the owner went away. So well, Laura went away um that's when she fell into her catatonic state mm-hmm. and lucy had left the show in 2004 so there's i mean she had nothing nothing to do with the laura carly or, right which i kind of want to know why yeah i don't know why they like, wouldn't have we, asked we did not go down that little split off of it but at the end of 2012 lucy co was mentioned by sabrina santiago as a potential to boost the possibility of the re- of returning the nurses ball because this is when Sabrina wanted to revive it. It was for the 50th anniversary coming up of general hospital to honor Robin, but it was also to honor Robin because she was dating Patrick and she wanted Emma to know, you know, something, know more about like something that was very passionate to her mom. Mm -hmm. And Sabrina was the best. Why we killed her was the worst reason we could have just sent her away. Yep. But whatever. All that aside, Sabrina and Felix Dubois were like best, best, best friends. Mm -hmm. And so Felix was also helping Sabrina with this possibility of bringing back the nurse's ball. And he's he was a fellow nurse. And he told Sabrina and Elizabeth that he was also employed as a cosmetic salesman for Lucy Coe's business, Coco Cosmetics. So we're going to talk about that for a second, just because it was mentioned and it's like two paragraphs. 
So it was a cosmetics company in New York City in the 2010s. In 2012, Felix became friends of fellow nursing student Sabrina Santiago. He finds out that Sabrina has a crush on Dr. Patrick Drake and that she has a meeting with him about the nurse's ball. So he tells her that she needs a makeover and he pulls lipstick out of his pocket. They did a whole she's all that thing. Yes. As Sabrina puts on the lipstick, however, it only embarrasses her when Patrick comes back because he tells her she has something on her teeth, the lipstick. Felix is interested in the nurse's ball and tells Sabrina to count on him and helping out. Felix sells cosmetics for Coco Cosmetics and helps Sabrina get a meeting with Lucy Co. Sabrina leaves her number with Lucy, who later appears on at General Hospital. In December 2012, Lucy is under investigation for running a pyramid scheme with Coco. And then in January of 2013, Lucy became co-CEO of ELQ and gained the funds for the nurse's ball. The company was bought by ELQ, and it's assumed to be defunct now since Lucy now runs Deception Cosmetics. So it makes sense. So with all of that, kind of gets us started with, so Lucy ended 2012 coming back to, well, essentially losing her business, but Mm -hmm. ELQ bought it. And then she came back to Port Charles because she had been gone so long since 2014. She had been gone for 12 years. So this was like the resurgent of Lucy Co. Yes. Yay. I miss Lucy. I mean, I know she's on now, but they could do so much more with her. Yes. So Lucy told Laura that Lucy was looking for something to focus on and give her real purpose. And for that, she needed Laura. Laura was perplexed. And when Lucy mentioned deception, Laura thought that Lucy was talking about telling lies. Lucy quickly reminded Laura of their company, Deception. Lucy said that she wanted to partner with Laura and return the company to its former glory. Laura said the company had always been Lucy's baby, never hers, because Laura had bought it to demonstrate her independence. Which is true. They didn't They didn't work together, so I don't know why she would go back to her. Yeah, I mean... I mean, maybe thinking she had funds to put into it, but they weren't each other's partners. No, and darn, maybe it would have made sense for us to figure out why she wasn't part of Laura and Carly's. If you know why Lucy was not part of or had anything to do with, because she wasn't in any of the videos, Mm-mm. why Lucy wasn't part of the Carly Laura storyline, let us know. There you go. Save us the rabbit hole. <laughs> Lucy said that Laura had good sense and Lucy had big dreams so they would make a perfect team. She added that Scott had said Laura was looking for a second act and this was it. Lucy said that Laura would be running the company for the right reasons. When Laura asked if Lucy had any money, Lucy said said that that question demonstrated Laura's good sense. Lucy added that the money would materialize. And we know because she was, you know, co-CEO of ELQ then. So then Scott arrives at the table in time to ask what Laura and Lucy were toasting. And Lucy says to your marriage and ours. At first, Scott was not sure that a partnership between Lucy and Laura was a good idea. But when Laura was enthusiastic about the deal, Scott said that he was also in. They raised their glasses in a toast. You know, I think that's one of the things I didn't realize. Scott's actually been the one. I mean, okay, Lucy has also been the one involved since day one. Scott's been involved in every single stage, but he has nothing to do with it now. Right. So why? They should have let him buy in something. Maybe Lucy's is also for their daughter. Okay. So he doesn't need to have a part in it now because their daughter's older. <gasps> so like the shares would go. Oh my gosh. Her. What if Deception goes international and Serena runs the European branch? No. 
That would be cool. And we could have her video conferencing in and, you know, she'd be in Paris, obviously. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yes. Dear writer who listens. Right. Tell them to do that. So then Lucy confessed that she had a lot of ideas for deception cosmetics, but Laura revealed that she had some reservations about Lucy's plans. I mean, it's Lucy. You should always have reservations. Yeah. Alarmed, Lucy reminded Laura that they had struck a deal so Laura couldn't back out. Laura rushed to explain that she wanted to revive her deception, but she wanted the company to be about more than just cosmetics. Laura explained that her own journey to wellness had taught her that beauty started from within. Oh, mm-hmm. Laura thought that she and Lucy should think bigger because Laura was confident that they could answer a much, yes, answer a much bigger need. Lucy loved the idea and fully endorsed it. The next week at Kelly's, Lucy sat down to talk to Nicholas. Nicholas insisted that he had to leave. So Lucy explained that she needed to discuss a business proposition with him. She told him about the plans to revive deception, but Nicholas cut her off to explain that it didn't fit his business portfolio, so he was not interested. Lucy was stunned because Nicholas had invested in Tracy's relish, which she doubted had been a better fit for his portfolio. Nicholas admitted that his partnership with Tracy had been a mistake, and Lucy sensed that she was losing Nicholas, so she played her trump card by revealing that Laura was part of the deception business venture. Nicholas's interest was then piqued, so Lucy told him about Laura's plans for a wellness center and how Laura's face had lit up when Laura had talked about it. Lucy added that each wellness center would also include a fitness center, as well as various spas to cater to each area of the body. Lucy asked Nicholas to invest in deception, so Nicholas asked her to crunch the numbers for him. And Lucy was so confident that Nicholas would provide deception with the financial backing for Laura's sake, so she decided to focus her next steps on reviving deception by finding some able-bodied men. Moments later, she spotted Milo (laughs) at the counter. After Lucy had walked away, Nicholas saw Elizabeth enter the diner. He invented, invited Elizabeth to join him, but Elizabeth declined. She explained that she had stopped by to let Nicholas know that she and AJ were back together. At the counter, Max offered Milo advice on how to fix things with Sonny. Milo admitted that he didn't know if he wanted to continue to work for Sonny. And Milo explained that he woke up every morning with a sense of dread because he didn't love his job. Max and Milo are brothers. And actually, they're also brothers in real life. So cute. So Milo kind of just worked for him because his big brother worked for him. And Milo's like, this is really just not my thing. You know, the mob isn't my thing. Mm -hmm. According to Milo, the only thing that made him happy and gave him a sense of satisfaction was exercising. Milo wanted the same endorphin rush from his job that he derived from his workouts because he wanted to feel connected to the world and to have a sense of purpose. Max laughed at Milo's desire to find a job that was more of a calling. Max's phone rang, prompting Max to joke, now I have a calling. After Max stepped away to take the call, Lucy sat down next to Milo at the counter. It was clear that Lucy had overheard the brother's exchange because she told Milo that she might have found his calling. I would definitely take a class from Milo any day. Lucy told Milo about her plans for a fitness center as part of the new deception. She handed him a business card with promise that it could change life if he accepts her offer. Max returned to the counter as Lucy walked away, so Max asked what Lucy had wanted from Milo. Nothing, Milo answered, as he carefully tucked the card away. The next day, Milo spoke to Lucy on the phone about the job offer for him to work in Deception's Fitness Center. Milo insisted that he needed more time to think things over. Lucy argued that it was a no-brainer because Milo was perfect for the job. Milo quickly ended the call when he saw his brother walk in. Max was curious who Milo had been talking to, 
So Milo told Max about the job opportunity as a fitness director. Max laughed until he realized that Milo was serious. He was kind of a jerk to Milo. Like, he definitely yeah. had the big brother thing Well, and down. didn't he have Volaninos at the time? Like, yeah. why didn't Sonny just let Milo go? Well, did he? I don't know. He he was more just like a bodyguard, but that stood there and looked pretty. I know, but did Sonny have the business Volaninos at the time? I don't know, but I still don't know that he would have let... I mean, obviously... But that would have made sense for... It would have, yes. But I don't know that it was that big of a place then. Like, there was but a it time. still would have been something for Milo to do that was more exercise-based and still working for Sunny rather than being yes. a bodyguard. Mm-hmm. So back at Kelly's, Felix arrives for his meeting with Lucy. Lucy told Felix about the plans for deception, including offering injections and face peels. She wanted to hire Felix as the head nurse, but Felix politely declined. Lucy was disappointed, so she offered to pay him well, and Felix explained that working in a spa was not for him, prompting Lucy to ask why. Milo entered the diner as Felix and Lucy discussed Felix's decision not to work for Lucy. Milo's interest was piqued when he overheard Felix admit that selling cosmetics for Lucy had been a way for Felix to put himself through nursing school because treating and healing people was what Felix really wanted to do. I love Felix. I know. According to Felix, nursing was his passion and his calling. Lucy assured Felix that she understood and respected his decision. And then Milo quickly approached the table to let Lucy know that he had decided to take the job as fitness director, and Lucy jumped up and down with delight. Then on Friday at Greystone Manor, Sean started to resign when Milo suddenly burst through the door to announce, I quit. And that's Sean Butler, because he was working for Sunny at the time. Mm -hmm. And Sunny quickly recovered from his shock and started to apologize for how hard he had been on Milo recently. But Milo assured Sunny that it was not Sunny's fault. Milo explained that working for Sunny had never been what Milo had wanted for himself. Milo was surprised when Sunny supported Milo's decision, even though Milo had feared that Sunny would be angry and refused to let Milo leave the organization. But Sunny explained that he trusted Milo not to say anything. Milo was relieved, so Sonny suggested that Milo enjoy his independence by taking the rest of the day off. In the foyer, Max insisted that Milo could not quit the organization. Milo assured Max that it was okay because Sonny had supported his decision. Milo made it clear that he had to spread his wings by working for Lucy, so he wished Max a happy 4th of July and left. The next week, Lucy arrived with news that she had found an investor for deception who had agreed to meet with them to sign a contract. Laura was livid because Lucy had approached an investor without consulting Laura. Laura feared that Lucy was moving too fast, but Lucy assured Laura that they could trust the investor. I don't know about that, but okay. Lucy smiled when she spotted Nicholas enter the diner. Laura's mood didn't improve when she realized that Lucy had approached Nicholas about investing in deception. Laura explained to her son that she had wanted to launch deception on her own merits, so Nicholas wasn't obligated to invest in the company. Nicholas assured his mother that he had looked over Laura and Lucy's business plan, so he was certain that it would be a good investment. Satisfied, Lucy handed Nicholas a contract, and Nicholas promptly signed. Um, after Nicholas left, Laura blasted Lucy for going behind Laura's back to approach Nicholas for money. Laura tried to explain why she had turned to Nicholas for money, but Laura continued to rant. Scott entered the diner as Lucy's temper flared. Scott was curious what was going on, so Lucy filled him in and then stormed out. Scott asked Laura if it was possible that Laura had overreacted to the situation. Yes, Laura reluctantly admitted. I love that Laura can admit that. Like, she totally jumps right back in and is like, yep, I went off the deep end. Yeah. And then Lucy returned to find 
out if Laura had calmed down. Laura explained that she had been upset because Lucy hadn't included Laura in any plans to raise money, even though they were business partners. Lucy conceded that Laura had a point, so Laura apologized for snapping at Lucy and then admitted that something else had upset Laura. The next few weeks was Scott and Laura fighting about her still caring about Luke. Mm. And at Kelly's, Lucy arrived for her meeting with Laura. She was pleasantly surprised when she saw Scott waiting for her, so she warmly greeted him as she sat down. Lucy confessed that she was eager to brainstorm and talk about her ideas for deception, but she wanted to wait for Laura to join them. Scott scowled as he revealed that Laura had left town. Shocked, Lucy demanded to know what Scott had done to drive Laura away. So Scott assured Lucy he had not done anything. Scott explained that Laura was tending to more important businesses, prompting Lucy to ask questions like what could be more important than deception. And Scott chimed in our or our marriage. Ouch. Lucy pointed out that there wasn't much that they could do. So she suggested that they focus on deception. Lucy complained that they needed more investors. So Scott suggested that they reach out to Nicholas again. Lucy refused because Laura had not been happy about Lucy asking Nicholas for money the first time. Scott warned Lucy that his funds were tied up in his re-election campaign. We should just do a 411 all about Scott's $100 million. Was it $100 million? That was $5 million. Or $5 million. We can just do a, what did Scott do with his inheritance from Dominique? There you go. So re-election campaign was on there. Yep. So Lucy assured him that he... She was confident that that she would find another investor. Moments later, Tracy entered the diner and approached Lucy and Scott. Lucy was startled when Tracy handed her a generous check and announced her intention to invest in Lucy's new business venture. Lucy's eyes narrowed as she asked what portion of her soul she had to give (laughs) to Tracy in exchange for the money. Tracy smiled as she explained that she simply wanted Lucy's 1% share of ELQ. Lucy was just about to agree, but Scott interfered and renegotiated a much bigger payoff for Lucy, and Tracy happily went on her way. Yeah, I cannot see Lucy just, sure, here's my one share. I'm glad that Scott was there because she would have regretted giving it up for so little. So Lucy was ecstatic and bought Scott a piece of pie with a candle on it to celebrate Scott's negotiating skills. She told him to make a wish and blow out the candle. When he did, Scotty gouged that despite his wish, Laura was still off chasing after Luke. Lucy told Scott to be patient and wait. She ate Scott's pie, so he got another piece. I love their interactions too. And how they're still like friendly, even though they're not together. And then in August, Laura wondered where Scott had been and admitted that she had been worried because he hadn't returned any of her countless phone calls, nor had he left her a note telling her where he had gone. Scott admitted that one good deed deserves another. You ran off with your ex, so I ran off with mine, Scott said. He explained that he had gone to New Mexico with Lucy to take care of spa business, which Laura should have been doing because it was Laura's company. Laura was certain that Lucy had understood why Laura hadn't been able to make the trip, but Scott disagreed because he couldn't even understand. Just because you don't understand something doesn't mean anyone else doesn't. True. And I feel like you just knew that there was a relationship between Luke and Laura, no matter what. They didn't have to be romantically involved to have each other's back. Yeah. If you didn't get that from all the years that you and Laura and were off was, and on, then Scott, you really shouldn't have been with her. And this was 2013. Wasn't that an Ice Princess year too? Oh no, that was 2003 was the Ice Princess year because that was the end of Laura and 
Carly's. Right. In September, at the Quartermain Mansion, Ava was watching a television show that featured a segment about the construction of deception. Tracy couldn't believe that Ava gave the tabloid trash program any credence, but Ava insisted that it was important to stay on top of pop culture. Pop culture. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Also this month, Laura moved back to Paris to monitor her health. And then in October, it is mentioned that Scott thought that he was distracting Lucy from her work at Deception. And then in November, Sabrina entered the Metro Court's lobby and immediately apologized to Felix for being late. Felix grumbled. So Sabrina offered to make it up to him by booking a massage appointment with a handsome therapist at the deception spa felix pointed out that the spa was not open yet so sabrina threw in a mani petty to make up for the wait and that was the very last time that okay i looked through the end of 2014 Mm -hmm. if it has not been mentioned for an entire year right i am not going to keep looking (laughs) yeah so that's where it ended don't know exactly i mean did the spa just never open i don't think it did like what happened i don't know when did the spa at the Metro Court open? When did the Metro Court open? Now, that would have been a decade before because... I was going to say the Metro Court was already open, right? This is 2014? Yeah. End of 13. The Metro Court, 2005. So it was already established by 2013. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is they just brought back deception for the 2013. It was the 50th anniversary of General Hospital. It was kind of a way to bring Lucy back, to bring back the nurses ball. And Lucy's been on since. Mm -hmm. She has not gone away for a considerable amount of time. Laura's come in and out a few times. And I mean, I think that's really the reason why they did it. And then after November, I mean, it wasn't even a storyline for a full year. Right. So... I don't know. That is, it's the shortest deception. It is. But it's an important one to have in there. Yes. So that was Laura's second go round with deception ownership and Lucy's second also Mm -hmm. attempt. I mean, and I think that's why a lot of people are confused about what deception exactly is right now. I think this clarifies all the times that you've heard Laura say to Lucy recently, Mm -hmm. this is your baby. Good job things look like they're going well. I'm so happy it's finally working for you because now you understand all the trials they went through to get to this point. Right. But I wish that they would focus more on what is the actual product because they focus so much on who's the face of deception. And remember, like they were putting out the, they were putting out something like, is there a periodical piece that's also part of this? Or do they just have a blog? Is that how they're getting Sasha? Because remember, they they released that thing about the conception, the face of conception also. Yeah, I feel like, like that wasn't just... necessarily an ad campaign. I felt like that was an actual article. No, I feel like it's an ad campaign. Like if you open up your magazine, you see the spread, like the picture spread of how beautiful she is or whatever. But that's, you know, how the different companies that sell products send out the catalogs. Yeah. That they would have that featured in the catalog. Like, this is our face of deception and then give a little blip about the actual person. I felt like they tied it together that way. So they don't have a standalone because that's like people have messaged us and been like, is it a magazine? Is it a cosmetics company? Is it a wellness company? What the heck is it? I think it's a cosmetics slash wellness company and that they have a quarterly brochure that sends out and then they have marketing spreads in all of the popular magazines. Okay. In Amanda's head, this is how this all works. That makes sense. But I want them to start focusing more on the cosmetics part of it because I think that it would be fun if they incorporated – because it started off as perfume. That's the thing. Right. Remember that Tracy had the stinky perfume. It it was the stinky perfume, but it was – Lucy was telling Jax about how they're not even competitors. 
She's focused on fragrances. And he's Jax was focused cosmetics. on cosmetics. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, just I mean, kind of- there was the old, the lingerie line that Dominique yes. was debuting, the men's line. You know, where has all of that, I mean, obviously the company is closed like two and three times by now. In my mind, it's kind of like Avon, where a million years ago, Avon sold like cups and dishes and crap, but now they just sell makeup and bath stuff. And then there's like specialty buys that have like... They have a huge fashion line. Cups and stuff. No, like they have a huge clothing and fashion line. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, then- one of my friends is like one of the top 10 team people like yeah. nationwide for Avon. And all she focuses on is the fashion stuff. And she is stunning. Huh. I did not know that. I thought they sold like... We're going to give a little shout out to Ann Fritz and Natasha Leitner in Pittsburgh because they both do it. I mean, they obviously still wear the makeup and everything. Right. But yeah, no. I'll see. I They're so cute because just- they do little videos of fashion shows with each other and how they can style different things. Yeah. Oh, they've had the fashion line for probably like, well, they've always had they clothing had, like, and stuff, but like they're really yes. focused. Yeah. Yeah. Like I knew they sold, like again, in my mind, they sold like, oh, it's Christmas time. Buy this pretty sweater. Nope. It goes with it, whatever. But I didn't know they had like a whole line. I have a bunch of them. I've, you've huh. seen me wear Avon clothing. Huh. Yep. Didn't know. Yep. All right. Well, then find your Avon lady. Then your previous Avon lady from like the nineties. That's what I went door to door with a little lipstick samples. I love those lipstick samples. Yeah. In my mind, that's, that's what it is. No clothing line, just beauty products, skincare, makeup. And I think it would be nice if they named something Julia. Yes. Dominique. Brenda. Liz. Gia. That would be, you know, cute. like, I think it would be really cute if they figured out a way to, and then they could probably actually sell it on the ABC website and crazy people like us would buy it. Okay. That might be one thing that I probably wouldn't because I, I'm not a big makeup person, so I don't think I would. Oh, I feel like I would. I mean, not like the whole entire set, depending on price, but I could totally see our men buying us a lipstick off of the ABC website because it's named Elizabeth. Give me a lip gloss. Okay. And I could better consider that. All right. Well, there you go. Yes. Make a line of lip glosses, each with a different name. Because mm-hmm. it'd be more affordable price point and more universal. I feel like most women would, even if they don't necessarily wear makeup or anything, like if they had like a little lip tint or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably not as brand loyal on my lip gloss as I am with other things. Right. Because that's, that's a, what I was thinking. No offense. I'm not going to switch to... Deception Cosmetics for... Right. Right. But no. lip gloss, I probably would. Mm-hmm. Chapstick, do lip balms. That I could totally get behind because that's my go-to. All right. So that's my suggestion, <laughs> our suggestions on... Oh, my. And... Just high. I could use a third... We could build... Wait, I have more than three. I could use a sixth thing to do so I can totally come on board as helping marketing for so the show. So open our... GH amusement park and like theme park street of the park can have a deception storefront where you can actually buy the cosmetics and the fragrances and get your lip care. There we go. Love it. Dear ABC, please fund our (laughs) dreams. We really are doing it for you. Right. We have some good ideas. Yes. Yeah. So join (laughs) us next week as we talk about basically how deception revived once it actually revived and got to where we know it today. But in the meantime, join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye.
If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.